Hey everybody, and Merry Christmas, and welcome to our Christmas special episode of Pitching Tents. Uh, here at Pitching Tents, we care a lot about the movies, and um, you might decide to watch a movie yourself uh, this holiday, and we wanted to give you a special recommendation this year, um, and, and I think each of us will recommend our favorite Christmas movie. Uh, I'm Sean Lemmy. Joining me are... John Otney. Colin Westman. <laughs> Matt Carson. Um, I forgot who you were. I forgot the order <laughs> and who I was. <laughs> A lot of things were happening at once. Um, so my Christmas movie recommendation is Die Hard 2. Or we're making actual recommend. I thought you were talking about our movies that we're pitching. That's my recommendation. <laughs> Die Hard Two. Is, that's two recommendations for Die Hard Two. Yeah, I'm also recommending <laughs> no, Die I, Hard I, Two. I, I, even I, I, I've I never seen that, it. I wasn't saying that was my recommendation. I'm saying my movie is. My... Your movie is better than Die Hard Two. So you're recommending you're something oh, yeah. that people can't see. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. Sean was telling. <laughs> I can only remember one scene from Die Hard 2. What's that scene? That Where that guy's like working out naked. <laughs> yeah. At the, like the very beginning of the movie, William Sadler's like doing yoga in front of the TV. But there's, there's strategically placed shadows. Well, I mean, if by strategically placed you mean like... Yes, that's what he means. Character defining. You, I mean, you see his whole butt. There's no doubt about that. He just has his back to the camera. Is that movie even on? That movie is on Christmas, right? I believe it is Christmas Eve. They they mention it's Christmas week a few times, so maybe it's just super close. Yeah. Um, and you know, everybody at this point knows that Die Hard's a Christmas classic. But what about Die Hard Two? It's got airplanes exploding. Reginald Vell Johnson's still in it. Barely. <laughs> There's like one scene where he eats a bunch of Twinkies and sends a fax. That's, that's his whole contribution to the plot. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> but maybe this year, instead of watching Die Hard again, you revisit Die Hard 2. And remember that there are three more Die Hard movies after that one somehow. Are they all Christmas movies? Sadly, no. Maybe next time. Die Hard 6. Just let me die hard. Okay. Next? Uh, well, um, I, I can't tell if these are real recommendations or not. Uh, because the movie that I was going to talk about, I I guess I would recommend it just out of because it's so bizarrely horrible. And that's a movie called Santa Claus. And it was made by Asylum Studios. Um, if you're not familiar with Asylum, they make mockbuster films usually, which are just like big knockoffs, like Transmorphers and bullshit like that. But Santa Claus is an original film about this kid and his mom hates Christmas and they can't celebrate it. And he has three like kittens and they talk, but it's not... It's not Homeward Bound or Milo and Otis style. It's like they really talk like their mouths move digitally. 
but it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. The first 20 minutes, I'm not 20 minutes, 10 minutes of the movie, I couldn't hear a single line of dialogue because I literally could not stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I just was laughing over everything because it looked so terrible. But anyways, Santa Claus comes over and you find out he's allergic to cats. And so he sees the cats and he like falls off a roof. And the cats get... He just, like, he's, like, passed out for most of the movie. And so the kittens get in his sleigh, which has, like, a sweet navigational system. And they deliver uh, all the presents. And there's a lot of really bad CGI and a lot of montages. And, um... I don't know, it's just bizarrely bad. The story doesn't really make any sense. The dialogue's really bad. Uh, it looks like it was shot by just shitty film students, like really poor production value all around. Uh, but but how's may- the pet wrangling value? I'd say it's pretty good, uh, except it. They kind of like, like the cats. They got to get the presents down the chimney and into the house, but they always just kind of cut to them into the house, and they're always moving like the smallest presents, like. Something that a cat could actually move. I want to know how they get the big presents down there, but they never show you. So I feel like they kind of uh, uh, it's kind of cheap in that in that respect. But uh, as I'm sure the movie was, as uh, I yeah, maybe it made money. It's on Netflix. Uh, so yeah, I don't think that means it made money. <laughs> I mean, they had to. They had, I'm sure they had to put together some deal to make that happen. I don't know. But if you want a movie that is, like, so bad that you just can't stop laughing, then Santa Claus. Uh, Hopefully I'll get to review that way more in depth in regards to the story and everything. um, Because the story is just astoundingly weird. uh, On uh, Stream Police sometimes. Uh, You can check that out uh, whenever it, hell, it's got to be recorded first, so. (laughs) Can't check it out yet, but soon. There you go. Anyone else have some holiday movie recommendations? Mm. I'm not sure like how this works. <laughs> I recently saw Get Santa on Netflix, uh, a new Christmas movie that came out this year. British movie about what would happen if Santa Claus got arrested and put in a British jail. Um, I wasn't really feeling it. I thought they what called is, him Father Christmas over there. Why are they? Rec- why are you recommending? <laughs> well, I mean, what do you want? I think we're movie? all just saying movies that we don't. That's like. isn't that the spirit of Christmas movies? Like you don't even care if it's good wait. Or bad you already anymore. you already went, Sean. Why are you just doing the, another one? <laughs> I was just trying to pad out this segment as much as humanly yeah, possible because we didn't do a sketch. Uh, that doesn't mean this segment needs to be forty minutes long. <laughs> Sean would disagree. <laughs> We're having a great time. Uh, no, I don't want to hear about movies that Sean doesn't like. <laughs> Alright, well then let me tell you about a movie that I'm making up right now. That's what I want to hear. That's what the people want to hear. Um, so my pitch for a Christmas movie um, is Santa Claus Vampire Hunter. Because um, everyone knows what Santa Claus does one night of the year. But what is he busy doing the other 364? Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, is, 
this, I mean, is this, this what you chose to do? I mean, not vampire. <laughs> but like, what he's doing, like, the other. Yeah, what he's, what he's, what he's up to. Uh-huh. Go well, on. I'm going to Go answer on. that question. He's out there hunting vampires. I'm just going to have to come up with something better than hunting vampires. Of course, in the style of um, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, this tells us this character's entire story from uh, when he's very young and his uh, parents are slaughtered by the uh, Lord of the Vampires, Krampus. Uh, Krampus? Yeah. This... In, in, in my... Shut up, I'm literally going to kill you. In my mythology, that's just the name of the Vampire King um, oh. who was going around and feeding heavily on, on the winter solstice in ancient Germany. Um, and... I guess Nicholas would be his... I don't know, Chris Kringle would be his name. It's just a young man who has his parents slaughtered. Um, and he, be, he sets out on a quest for revenge uh, against vampire kind to make sure that no other good boy or girl has to go through the kind of suffering that, that Chris did. And uh, so he starts training, and he goes on a journey to the North Pole, uh, where he meets a secret society of vampire hunters uh, called elves, oh, for whatever reason. Maybe it's an so acronym. <laughs> of course it's stuff. Elves an acronym? <laughs> yeah, let's say it's... Um... That's a tough one. Is it elf <laughs> or elves? Uh, Elven... Let's go hard. Let's go elves. So... Elves. Elven League. The first part of elves is just elf. Or el- <laughs> it's el- Elvin. Elvin League. For. No, no, let's go with VES so it could be Vampire oh, Elimination yeah. Squad at the end. Okay. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? Elvin League. Elvin, el- Elvin League Vampire Extermination, Extermination. Squad? Yeah. That That's pretty great. good. That's solid. El- elimination. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and so they teach uh, Chris. They have like sweet uniforms. Hell yeah, they got sweet uniforms. What would you like their uniforms to look like? Kind of like Spy Kids. <laughs> That's not really what I was expecting. Do you mean, you, so you mean like leather, kind of like leather bodysuit? Yeah, like leather. Yeah, exactly. Do they wear goggles? There's got to be tons of movies you could have picked for Spy Kids that have outfits like that. <laughs> could have said like X Men. You could have said like The Matrix. <laughs> But in your mind, it's Spy Kids. <laughs> well, it's because they're short, like the Spy Kids. Oh, yeah, are they little people? They're elves. Do you want them to be little people? I wasn't thinking little people. I was thinking well, that. They could well, be like Lord of the Rings. Are they, are they like, are they like uh, little people like dwarf actors? Or are they just like, they kind of shrink them down like hobbits? If we're going that direction at all. Because uh, I feel like John- it, if we're if we're going that direction, I'm going whole hog. I want little people actors in there. I don't want okay. So like Peter Conrad. Dinklage and others, Tony Cox, Mark Davis. Tony Cox, and that guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> that, yeah, that guy's great. He is pretty good. He's we played got, a Christmas Elf a couple. We, times. we got some good talent. But they're all here. pretty old, but uh, you know they're experienced. Yeah, well that's the rough part around of the, the edges. They're immortals. Yeah, to hunt vampires. All right. 
Um, and so they teach Chris Kringle in the in the art of, of vampire hunting uh, with the traditional vampire hunting weapons like candy cane steaks and um, garlic cookies. <laughs> okay. And holy water milk. Uh, okay. Like milk that's really watered down, <laughs> like beyond fat free. Or is it holy milk? That's like yeah, one. Okay, where does that come milk? from? It's one more step above whole milk. Does it come from Santa? <laughs> no, it comes from a cow. It's not like milk from an angel. The other day at work, this, this, uh. So I have this elder coworker. It's be a good here. story. We're breaking everything. It's a up. great. Okay. It's a great story. <laughs> so he like he's always putting me through hell at work and with our job. And he uh, to apologize, he came over to me like this is like six thirty in the morning. Like I'm in the break room, and he comes up and he hands me a Ziploc bag full of beef jerky, and written on it, it says Santa's. What's it? Like his Rudolph Reserve or something. <laughs> And proceeded to tell me this story about how, like, when reindeers come up lame, they, like, destroy them and make beef jerky out of them. <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> but it, it tasted good. I hope that story was worthy. It's a pretty interesting worldview to have. Um, I've personally never heard that. I think he made it up. Oh! Unless, unless it's true. Unless it's true. I don't know. It seems believable to me. I mean, they need to have some meat up there. There's not a lot of food that grows. Can we work that into the story somehow? You don't think Santa has Amazon Fresh? I think he hates Amazon Fresh. Takes him a whole year to put together his package delivery. They do it in like an hour. Yeah, because it's for like millions and millions of people. Mm -hmm. So let me get to that part. Um... Because everyone knows the one advantage that Santa Claus has uh, over the vampires is that he can get into anywhere, and vampires can only get into places where they're invited. Um, so, I don't know why, how he gets that magical power. Maybe that, that should be part of the movie. Um, but that gives him uh, the ultimate advantage to hunt vampires, because he can escape them easily and also go after them in their secret dwellings. Uh, and the story just goes uh, as he grows older and he marries a uh, beautiful young woman who becomes <laughs> Mrs. Claus. Um, is this like super prequel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, yeah, because uh, we all saw that. Well, I did. <laughs> you did? Sadly. Okay. <laughs> We're all in the dark on this one. Pretty this sweet. Time. Well, okay. That movie, it's just like, how many times do you want to see someone do super stuff with an axe? Mm-hmm. And for me, the answer was a lot, and so that it was pretty sweet. Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure how far it goes. Like, I guess, that, I mean, that movie goes to modern day. I guess they could do the same thing, where um, it ends with... I feel like that'd be easier with Santa than Abraham Lincoln. Well, with Abraham Lincoln, what they do is they uh, reveal that his trainer was secretly a vampire all the time so he's immortal too and it's like in modern day and he like meets someone he's like maybe you'll be the next Abraham Lincoln which is dumb but kind of hilarious so maybe it ends with Tim Allen falling off the roof 
Sounds good to me. Wait, it connects with that movie? (laughs) (laughs) Really, this is just another Santa Claus movie. It's a prequel, though. I don't know. But they don't tell anyone. They just stick the footage of Tim Allen falling off the roof in their movie. Mm -hmm. And in between, you know, there's just a ton of fight scenes where he kills so many vampires. Okay, I think I get this one. Any other? Anyone else have questions? Do I have questions? Yeah. I'm just anxious to hear John's. Oh, it's way too much pressure. <laughs> did, did did this movie need a as cat as someone cast as Santa? Uh, nah. No, no. <laughs> this is a dumb action movie. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to see? I guess it would be fun to watch him like put on the weight as the years start to weigh on him and grow the beard out. How about like Mickey Rourke? See, ah, uh, that's too old. <laughs> the, too much of the movie, you would have to be heavily CG'd into that's a younger right. I, I forgot he's young. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could you could cast someone who's slightly older and just have him shave his face and then grow the beard, and that that shows how he gets older. Uh, but I have a hard time imagining someone older than his 40s yeah. playing this role. What about Zach Galifianakis? <laughs> <laughs> or is that is that too silly? <laughs> Should it just be some bullshit like Chris Pine? Chris Pine's too handsome to play Santa Claus. <laughs> is he kind oh, of fat <laughs> when he's younger? Yeah, he's got to be. He's, you know, he, that's just part of it is he has had a weight problem his whole life. <laughs> Never quite learned how to deal with. But he still does that a kick ass. Oh yeah. Yeah, like when he's young, he's not like fat, fat. He's just like a little, just a big dude, mm-hmm. and then he gets obese. Yeah. As you do. It's <laughs> obese. How do you get so how fat he... fighting when you fight so many vampires? <laughs> just like eating so much <laughs> get, you know it's like you don't have time to cook proper meals you got killed vampires you gotta get a lot of fast food cause you're just always on the go well all he eats is or milk and cookies that's <laughs> all he eats <laughs> I like that yeah <laughs> okay what was the title did it have a title I was just gonna go with Santa Claus Vampire Hunter okay a little close to Abraham would you prefer would you prefer Chris Kringle Vampire Hunter Maybe. Father Christmas Vampire Hunter. No, I like Chris Kringle. Uh, maybe I guess just Santa Claus Vampire Hunter. Then everyone just cut the bullshit. You know what it is. This is a cut the bullshit maybe. kind of movie. <laughs> I'd see it. I would. No, you would. You always say I would, but I definitely. Would. <laughs> just being realistic. All right. Are we going to move on? Sure. Alright, do I have to go next because mine is so anticipated? Alright, well let's just keep building up the tension. One of the other guys want to go? Uh, okay. Well, mine isn't... I don't really have much for mine except really just an object that the movie would revolve around. And Basically, it would be an advent calendar that contains all the clues to... 
National Treasure. National Treasure. <laughs> what is that big Tales of the Coos National Treasure? You <laughs> didn't really think before you said that, did you? No, I just meant like a National Treasure type of like riddle kind of movie. All right, Colin, you were saying? <laughs> I mean, we could do that. I figured it'd be more like maybe like a hostage situation or a murder. Like some kind of... Um. Like there's clues? Can you only find one clue per day? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's got to be like some device on it that like it explodes or something if you open it on the wrong day. That's cool. Like it's some sweet like puzzle kind of, but it's like, there's like tech shit in it. I mean, that depends what happens, what kind of stuff happens (laughs) each day. Does it just get progressively worse? Does anyone die? Or do they have to do something each day to open the thing? I figure, like, each day just something would open. That's how an advent calendar works. But I imagine that each day something bad would happen, and that's why they'd want to stop it, right? Though I don't really know what you... Or if they're just, are they just clues something? to solve? Like, like what kind of threat were you thinking? Like a murderer? Is this, like, a global threat? Like Everything. What's everything? <laughs> so it, it is. It's like it is like national treasure. <laughs> I didn't really think it out. As I okay, said, okay, I like so that's, to that's develop these things organically. Okay, so, so. it's 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 like <laughs> shit. Like the whole world's at like like White House down type shit. Not quite, but like I don't know. I need. I guess I need. I need an idea. Like examples. Like what kind of like what I open a day. <laughs> what does it say? <laughs> Well, I guess the question is, like, there are two kinds of movies you could make. Well, there's three kinds of movies. You can make a, a horror movie. Um, you could make a movie like Seven with, you know, the, the detectives. It's just kind of originally what out. I thought was be like a thriller like Seven. Okay, thriller. That's a good horror. way to go. Okay. The third option I would think of is like a, you know, global, like, heist or adventure thriller movie where it's like you know count down to a terrorist attack or something that the whole world is watching instead of it's just being you know a couple detectives but you think in the seven idea where I'm just like well I feel like if we make it into a global catastrophe we might lose the Christmas aspect of the movie maybe if we keep it smaller we can keep it contained to I don't know the holiday season. Okay, so could each of the clues be a like a Christmas related thing? Yeah. Well, that's. I don't think you need any Christmas because re- the Advent calendar itself is the Christmas. That way, you can stray as far away as you need to. I guess because then, like, the climax of the movie would take place on December twenty fifth. And there could be like some uh, real, like, Christ exploitation, like, you know. Like, one of the detectives is, like, you know, hasn't been to church in a long time and kind of gave up on his faith. And, you know, now he's, like, starting to get it back. So could there be a good... Can there be a nativity scene that's nothing but dead bodies? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I thought that was just, you know, given. (laughs) (laughs) Just that saying... Like, maybe there's a clue or a riddle that's, like, something to, like, the nativity. And then, you know, but they, they're too late. Yeah, okay, so that's, uh, is this someone, is this 
a hostage situation, or is this, uh, I'm going to do something terrible at the end of this countdown, and you've got to figure out what it is. I think maybe uh, the first one, <laughs> he's going to do something terrible at the end of it. And maybe he keeps doing terrible things over the course of the month, but it's like, mm -hmm. there's, there's some big's going to go down yeah. on Christmas. Okay. What what could what could be bigger than the nativity scene of corpses? <laughs> What's something that's, that's what you as a viewer have to wonder, and that's what the detectives have to figure out. I just wonder if we're going to get to figure that out now, or if we have to wait <laughs> until the movie comes out. <laughs> well, what other kind of? I just out of. I just kind of like to know what other kind of horrible things could happen. You can find a, a body frozen in a snowman. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> oh, nice. Especially if you have some of those violent Calvin and Hobbes snowmen. Well, is it like that the snowman melted and then there's just a dead body? That'd even be like a great way to like start it with like a snowman. It's like melting. And, there's like body, and they find a body underneath it. In it. In it, yeah. In, yeah, in, in it. Oh, that'd be so cool. So, the, is the main the main detective, or is he like having trouble with his like faith, or is he Jewish? What was his deal? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I'm not his he's, yeah, like he's having trouble with his faith, but his partner's Jewish. Yeah, his partner just doesn't get any of it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to disagree with you guys on this one. I feel like in this case whoever's in charge of them should be Jewish and his partner should be like a true believer like big fan of the spirit of Christmas thing okay I guess you, that, guess you have to have that person in there that knows stuff about Christmas yeah so and, no, and then you can kill him off and it's extra tragic so there's no struggling with faith no like the main character can still struggle with his faith uh, but he can you know be torn between his partner who's a true believer and his chief who, you know, oh, his chief is Jewish. Yeah, his chief. Like, he doesn't believe this bullcrap. He's he's got a, his own. He's got a menorah and stuff. He's Harvey Firstein. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what? But what other? Okay, so snowman, nativity scenes. Someone getting stabbed with candy canes. <laughs> like a bunch of candy canes. Like 6,000. Like 6,000. <laughs> like 6, like little candy canes. They're all the way through. Someone being like turned into a gingerbread man. <laughs> like from the inside. They like they don't know what they don't know what's wrong with him. Like so they send him well because he's dead and they can't determine how he died. And so they send him your know, autopsy and like the doctor just finds nothing but gingerbread inside. Oh, yeah. Him. All these, like, good, gross, violent movies have to have a sweet autopsy scene. You <laughs> just, just eat gingerbread on the inside. That's what he said, but it's great. He somehow, like, embalmed him with gingerbread. Okay, so like... why did this bad guy, or whoever this person is, like, do this at the end? Do we find out, like, um... Yeah, is this a person... movie... Yeah. Is this a movie where we follow the villain the whole time, or... I we're assume just it's like a secret, it right? And then it's revealed. I think we're wondering. Yeah, I feel like we won't see him till the very end. 
Or maybe he's someone that we've seen <laughs> all along. Could be that angle. <sighs> Whoever that is, like, I don't know who we've seen. Yeah. I mean, all I can think of are people in Santa costumes, like a Mallstore Santa or a Parade Santa. Or... It's gotta be something you won't expect. It's like the chief of the Santa Union. Chief of the Santa Union. The commercialization's ruining Christmas. <laughs> Seems like a... I don't know. I, I, don't I mean, know. just like um, the guy that's in charge of all the mall Santas. Okay. And why is he causing so much Christmas havoc? Because he fucking hates it. If he fucking hates it, then why is he in charge of the Santas? Because he's got to work. <laughs> that's the one job he chooses. He hates Christmas. <laughs> Jesus, the most Christmas-infused job. He's gotta work, the only steady job he could find. Does he just look a lot like Santa Claus and that's all he can do? No, he doesn't... He didn't choose the job after he hates it. He hates it because he has the job. Okay. You know, he's gonna support his family. Alright, well, but he would seem like a pretty obvious suspect. Like, how does he hide his identity? Because they... Well, because the, uh... The partner cop, the true believer, she's like, no, it could be him. Sure, it could be him. And it's kind of like one of those Fargo's things where he's like, you know, they kind of know him, and he's a good guy. But he's not a good guy. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know what. No, it's fine. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It, It works. Um... Yeah, so I'm trying to think of what that hor- most horrible thing could be. I don't know if it'd be something personal. It can't just be like opens a present and there's something <laughs> terrible inside. That could be the first one. Okay, yeah, that's that's interesting. How does the actual advent calendar work? Like, what it's is like that? Some sauce you, stuff you get sent to the like police all... and and uh, like it's like on a lock mechanism, and they try to yeah. they really try to open it, but they just can't. It's like it like. For some reason, and each day it just opens, and then you because like it try they try to open it, and it like cut off one of their fingers. Yeah, it's got like traps, and like if somehow they know, maybe it's left with a note that if they like try to destroy it or break it open, like they'll then 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 Christmas comes early. That that's like a vague clue. Like the worst thing that's gonna happen will happen right away if they somehow fuck with the rules. Okay. Okay. Because then they end up on the naughty list. Permanently. Permanently. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I just like—I really like the idea of a, like a really creepy looking advent calendar. It's got all these like clues in it. I think that's a pretty unique um, prop to have. I don't know if casting is important. I don't know if it's ever important. Sometimes it's kind of fun. I think it's always important. <laughs> you can put a face to to these characters yeah. in the story. It makes it easier to imagine what the movie's like. So all we know about our main character is that he's a detective, and he's having some sort of crisis of faith. Um, that be Shalva. He's definitely going through some sort of crisis. (laughs) I don't know. Am I trying to think of real people who've had crises with their own faith? (laughs) (laughs) 
Tom Cruise had any troubles with Scientology? Not that he would publicly acknowledge. Uh, I feel like he's pretty pumped about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he'd be okay, but he'd want to make it a little more action-y, I think. He definitely wanted to do a lot of running after the bad guy. <laughs> be um, like, you know, that seated seven where Brad Pitt has to chase after Kevin Spacey, but there'd be like ten of those scenes. <laughs> I mean, you could go Liam Neeson. He's kind of old, but I could definitely see him hating Christmas. <laughs> Actually, it must be more interesting if he loved Christmas. He could be the partner. <laughs> he just goes all out. He's the older partner. There's a Santa hat for most of the movie. So he's like just super serious. He's super serious, but he like really loves he Christmas. Christmas so much. He's making a mockery of it. I mean, that could sort of work just because, like, in Seven, you know, Morgan Freeman was the partner, and he's the older, kind of wiser. Like, it makes sense for the partner to be older. And then it's so tragic when they die. <laughs> so, like, the 24th? Yeah, def- it's it's close. It's close to there. 24th. Um, well, I just assumed everything goes down on the 24th. Do you think they actually make it to Christmas Day? Well, maybe at like midnight, right? Counts down to Christmas on midnight, maybe? Mm-hmm. East Coast time? <laughs> sure. Let's assume it takes place in New York. Not like Cleveland. <laughs> I want to see that, even if it is cheaper to film there. Um, okay, well, what about a star, though? It seems like a pretty generic character. This shouldn't be that hard. Um... Chris Pine already got shot down once tonight, so I'm not throwing <laughs> that out there again. I think Chris Pine could do this role. Alright, does he have a beard? It's important for me. He's got like a little scrub. Yeah, like like a thick stubble, maybe. Thick, he's got a thick stubble. And he hates, he hates Christmas. Or does he hate Christmas, or does he hate like God? Is, I think he hates God. It's kind of both. <laughs> yeah, hand in hand. Like he had a bad experience as like an altar boy, like on Christmas or something. No, that's disgusting. I didn't. Say, you're the one that made it. <laughs> you're the one that made it weird. You could have other kinds of bad altar boy experiences. Like he lit the whole church on fire. <laughs> Maybe he saw a guy dressed like Santa who lit the church on fire, and God did nothing to stop it. No, I think he just, like, lit the church on fire and killed 15 people. <laughs> he did? Yeah, when he was, like, 10. Not on purpose, just as... And he's like, how did God let this happen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty... Sounds like it's all his fault. <laughs> nope. Well, he's, uh... Burnt a church dad and hates God. It's all his fault. Did he do it because he hated God? No, it was an accident. It was an accident. Just a kid. Okay, it was just a yeah. kid. Okay, yeah. that, there you go. He accidentally burned. <laughs> he thought he like murdered all these people <laughs> and then became a cop to avenge himself. <laughs> That's good. It's kind of like that movie, The Prophecy. Christopher Walken. Okay. That movie starts out 
Except it's way weirder. That that's like like a guy who's like gonna become a priest and then later becomes a cop. Except it's like he goes up to take his like priest vows, but then he starts seeing like weird visions of demons, and he's like, "God wasn't there when I saw those demon visions." <laughs> and then I just love the idea that he then like like fucked that and became a cop. I feel like that makes a pretty badass character. He's like, "Fuck God." <laughs> So it's like he believes in God, but he just thinks he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's an asshole. <laughs> this ah, this this Christmas movie got some great uh, confession booth type scenes. He's just like trash talking God. I mean, that'll be our first introduction of that character. I mean, we'll we'll open with like a horrible act of violence, but then I'll cut to him, you know, and you know those confession booths, just mouthing off about God. <laughs> You listen to me, you son of a bitch. And then he, like, bursts his hands through and starts choking the priest. (laughs) He's really violent. I like the idea that religious people, like, piss him off and he, like, gets angry and starts fighting. Makes the character way more intense. (laughs) Does he learn, like, a Christmas, like... Like, does he learn that Christmas is a good thing? Is, is his faith restored, or does just, everything just get worse? Does he have a downer there ending, are, like, seven? Like, at the end of the movie, he's like, I guess we're on speaking terms. <laughs> okay, so he, like, comes to some sort of agreement. with. He can't say, God bless us, everyone. <laughs> God bless some of us. Something like that. But n- not everyone, just some of us. Because some of us, you know, just try to ruin Christmas, kill people, gingerbread, autopsy. Sounds pretty sweet. Is this just called Advent? I guess. Could that was be. a pretty good title. It's better than Advent Killender. If you call it, if you if you call it Advent, I mean, I guess you could do this both ways. But you can, you should make the T like a cross. Yeah. That looked really good on the poster. So good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really scary. Kill- Killinder can be the mockbuster. <laughs> Christian Slater in Killinder. Is Christian Slater in one of those movies? In one of what movies? The mockbuster. Oh, she's got to be in one, right? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I feel like they usually can't afford someone of Christian Slater status. It's more of like Lorenzo Lamas or... Yeah, something like people you barely know. <laughs> Maybe Lewis Gossett Jr. Just because he's that desperate for some reason. Okay. Can I suggest a tagline? Sure. How about putting the mass murder back in Christmas? <laughs> sure. It's kind of a mouthful, but it's yeah, good. I mean, no one else has <laughs> taglines. I, I yeah. Go for it. Just go with that one, I guess. Great. Yes. Advent. Um, Nancy, did you have enough time to develop one, or do you need more time? Um, I'm trying to. I've got, I'm trying to mix ideas with my old one because I had like two, and then Sean stole my first one. Sound like you want to kick his ass over yeah, it. <laughs> uh, it's just like it took me. I couldn't think of anything for a long time. 
So I was trying not to do my normal franchise. <laughs> what would have? Agreement. What would you have made a sequel to this time? Like Home Alone Five. I, don't know. <laughs> I I just watched Home Alone, so. I think there is a Home Alone Five, isn't there? There's a Home Alone. Yeah, isn't there? I was just trying to go one more than what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone Five. Home Alone Five: The Holiday Heist. <laughs> Came what out were the other ones? If they like, did they have subtitles? Heist? I don't know, but this one has Malcolm McDowell. Ooh. As one of the burglars? Ah, uh, yeah, He's I think so. so. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go. Okay. So, I really... I was going to do, like, uh, what does he do, you know, in, in the summer, mm-hmm. but, like, make it more of, like, a Fred Claus kind of thing. Okay. That's but different. I think I would rather... No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's different than yours, but I don't want to have Vince Vaughn in this movie. Keep him away. So, I, I really... Now, I also was thinking, like, all week, I was like, I gotta have Krampus in this movie. So I'm thinking more of, like, a Santa Claus thing, where, like, Santa Claus is sick, and he needs to call his brother Krampus. And you guys, John knows the deal with Krampus. Mm-hmm. You guys know the deal with Krampus? Yeah. I think Sean mentioned him the other day, and I was like, I don't really know what that is. So, well, no. I don't know the deal with Krampus. What, what is your version of Krampus, Dushan? My understanding is he is Santa's sidekick uh, in some, like, European nations. Like, I assumed it was Germany, but maybe it's not <laughs> yeah. Germany. Uh, but he would, like, Santa Claus would give presents, and then, like, the Krampus would come. And I feel like he'd, like, bite your toes off or something like that. <laughs> Probably in some, uh, some background. But only if you're I naughty. He, I heard that he gives the naughty kids sticks. Like, beats them with them. <laughs> and gives it to them. He gives them something to beat themselves with? Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking, like, like oh, it's a big emergency. Santa has, a, has to get an appendectomy or something. So he like calls Krampus. They haven't like talked for years or whatever, and so he's like, "Fine, I'll do it." But but Santa's like, "Krampus, you can't be beating kids with sticks." You know? <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, of course I won't." Uh, and but then he like, he's not good at delivering presents at first. He's like beating the shit out of some kids, and so he has to like, learn. What provokes him into beating the shit out of these kids? Well, he's, it's just kind of like a Grinch kind of thing, you know? He's just trolling. <laughs> this is way. He's trolling. <laughs> he can't help it. Trolling, 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 trolling. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like, what did I get? He's like, shut up. <laughs> he just whacks him in the face with a stick. <laughs> Beats him. Knocks him out like, cold. It's like super realistic, so it's like, like, real, like a lot of good So is Krampus like a demon <laughs> thing? Or is he a person? I'll Google him. He, I I saw him. He's like just straight up the devil. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he's like straight up eats children. Is he eat children in this? He probably ate like the first one. <laughs> Do, 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 do you get that to see horrifying. it? horrifying. 
You see, like, the shadow. You kidding me? I guess it's not too bad. So is it scary. is it kind of played for comedy? Like, are they playing a classic Christmas song that's just totally yeah. wrong? Yeah. They show the shadow. Yeah. And then, like, blood squirt. Yeah. yeah. On camera. Oh, yeah. Like, on the camera. Nice. <laughs> so, th- does this movie just take place over that one night as Krampus learns to yeah. not eat kids and find yeah, the joy yeah. in leaving presents for them instead? Yeah, exactly. Is it an animated movie? Oh, hell no. <laughs> okay. Hell no. It's like, it's like super, like, realistic. So, since it's gonna be like a motion <laughs> capture... <laughs> I just mean like, Krampus himself is very photorealistic and like, it's just very detailed, more detailed than anyone wants. Than anyone wants. Yeah, no one wants... This is a total flop. It's so disgusting. <laughs> Ew. So it's a motion capture character, right? CG on to, I assume, Andy Circus. <laughs> exactly, yes, yes, yes. And Santa is played by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> nice. Reprising. Yeah. Just what he knows. But it's, like, not related at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But we know. <laughs> but we know. At least us four know. Mm-hmm. Really, there's gotta be. There's not really a conflict here. He's just going around baby eating. It's children. an internal conflict. Yeah, that's internal conflict is not cinematic. How about he? How about he gets arrested? <laughs> and he can't finish Christmas. Yeah. Hmm. And he he stands trial. <laughs> <laughs> so this giant weird demon thing goes to court. Yeah, so it's like half Santa Claus, half <laughs> courtroom trauma. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is there still violence in the second half? No, it's just like totally changed. <laughs> <laughs> it's really serious and boring. It's, it's not boring. Ball, it's right? you know, it's still thrilling, right, just it's in a different way. It's riveting. Yeah. It's like the Lincoln lawyer, I assume. Uh, so how does the court case go? I feel like they should, like, try him for ruining Christmas. No, they try him for murdering children. <laughs> they have no That's idea. Oh, are, is, this, is this one of those movies where even though there's, like, direct evidence of Santa Claus' existence, the parents still have to, like, pretend that Santa Claus doesn't exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's always great in movies when, like, presents mysteriously appear and the parents are still like, I guess we left those? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, like, all the kids are like, don't you see? This is the Krampus. And they're like, no, no, no. This is just a demon that eats children. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, stupid kids. Until, like, Santa Claus bursts into the courtroom as a surprise witness at the end. And it's Paul Giamatti. And it's Paul Giamatti, and he speaks to how there's a good and bad nature in everyone. And just like that, there must be a good Santa and an evil counterpart. And so, so he gets him off? Yeah, he gets him off. He says, if there's any justice in the world, you must acquit. 
And then does Krampus kill him? That'd be kind of interesting, right? Well, like, he, he, Krampus is, like, walking up behind him and it goes to black. Oh, it's <laughs> ambiguous. <laughs> but the camera, before it goes to black, I like the camera to move. Hey, just see the oh, shadows. Yeah. Your favorite yeah. technique in this movie. <laughs> lots of great shadow work in this movie. Strategically placed shadows. <laughs> so who, who plays Krampus? Oh, I guess Andy Serkis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you want someone what about like Jim, what about like Jim Carrey? <laughs> Is this movie supposed to be funny at all? Hard to tell. Earlier it was <laughs> too realistic. <laughs> it was super realistic. Whatever that it's means. Up to you. Yeah, but it's filmed in like a funny way. It's super realistic. It's filmed in a funny way? What is it? <laughs> is it like funny sound effects or something? <laughs> Okay, that sounds interesting. It's definitely different. I, f- I feel like I'd like it more if it was a guy in just lots of practical makeup made to look like. I mean, a if demon. Guillermo del Toro made it, you have to secure, it, lock him down as director. Could be so it's not Andy Circus anymore. I just feel like I want someone a little more charismatic than Andy Circus. But well, I mean, it's it's cartoony, so it's, it, it's Jim Carrey then, right? Maybe. Could be Mike Myers. Bring him back. <laughs> That'd be kind of interesting. But he'd he'd have to at least like he'd want to play the judge too. <laughs> and do you want to give him that much power? <laughs> He's not directing it. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, he likes to play multiple people. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he has to. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just telling it, you, you but... might have to deal with that complication when trying to get this produced. He's going to want to play multiple characters. With funny accents. <laughs> you know, he's going to play some weird Scottish judge. It's going to sound just like Shrek. Or not, you know, maybe, maybe not. Just be prepared for that being a possibility. So what's it called? Uh, should it tie Krampus to something court-related or law-related? <laughs> um, I plead the Krampus. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. <laughs> Does that happen? Is there see um, everyone in the like people one by one stand in the courtroom and say, "I plead the Krampus." Like after Santa Claus gives his speech, the people rally. I'll take that as no, no, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that really makes sense. Um, you can't just call it like Krampus in the court or something. Looks like a basketball movie. <laughs> a law, judge, court, justice. Um, that is a tough one. Um, Krampus. It's got a funny name. Should have made it a college movie. Could have called it, you know, 
could rhyme with campus. Dead man on Krampus. Dead man on Well, there could be like a million sequels like Krampus on Campus. Krampus on Campus. <laughs> They're all college related. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> for some re- they all have Eugene Levy. <laughs> He's in this one, too. He's like Krampus's lawyer. <laughs> I have to advise you to settle. It's so racist. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Is this serious? It's it, you. I, you said yourself. It's 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 serious, but it has like it's filmed in a funny way. <laughs> it's got like cartoonish sound effects. Eugene Levy's in it. It's got like record scratches in it. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. That's what happens when Santa walks in the courtroom. I forgot about Sam. No, he's just got, he's just in the one part, and everyone's like, in the theater's like, that's Santa. And they're like, yeah, I know, I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> well, turns to someone too. else and has to point out, that's Santa. Well, there's always somebody who does that and puts out the like obvious, so like, oh, that's who that is, that's that that happened to Colin and I at Foxcatcher. There was someone in the audience, like, a character gets shot and someone in the audience is like, oh, he just gets away with that, doesn't he? Mm. Well, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I, stuff like that. And I feel like when we saw, like, Dark Knight Rise and someone's like, oh, that's Robin Robbins from, <laughs> from Batman. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we know, we're all fucking watching the movie. <laughs> Call it Who is Krampus <laughs> or something serious? Citizen like Krampus. Krampus. No, it's gonna be like a court case title. Like Krampus, Krampus v. versus the state of Krampus Missouri. versus Krampus. <laughs> 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 Doesn't quite make sense, but it sounds good. Not like like Krampus versus the state of Missouri or whatever. <laughs> Krampus versus the state. It's out of, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Doesn't need to. Krampus versus the state of Missouri. <laughs> it's really. It's super realistic. Remember? Yes, it's super realistic. I still don't know what that means. It takes place in Missouri. That's where he gets tried. That's where he gets caught. No, I just don't know how it's super realistic. Everything is so cartoony. It, like, it just like the violence, like looks real, <laughs> even though it's all happening in the shadows. Like, people wonder, like, did they actually kill no, people? No, it's to not do this all movie? happening in the shadows. Just some of it. Yeah, just like at first, you know. Mm-hmm. Can't just get you. Oh, I like what a horrifying. I like thing. Krampus versus Krampus, man. <laughs> I mean, that Doesn't takes. Make any sense, but that, that's like a better a, title, but it takes a lot more explanation. He's like at war with himself, man. He doesn't want to eat those kids. Yeah, he does. The society doesn't want him to. He super doesn't. He super does want to eat those kids. Well, then he's got to convince the audience, us, like that there's a pretty good damn reason for him to be doing that. Like, we got to get on his side. It's what he does. We just hate him the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. never agree with him. Because I feel like even in movies about bad guys, you you sympathize with them in some respect. Well, we've all been hungry. That's it. That's how he opens his speech. <laughs> he just stands That's up. That's how Eugene Levy opens the case. And we've all been hungry, a little nosh here and then. And, you know, just got a little out of hand. 
Krampus is like, no, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> that, I like that dynamic. He keeps incriminating himself. <laughs> Co-narrating the movie. Because I like the idea, too, of having, like, scenes of Eugene Levy, like, going back to his house or his family and just talking about, like, how much, like, he can't defend this guy. And I'm like, that's an interesting dynamic. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. And it's in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And they probably have to do it. Maybe. Alright, alright, John, your turn. Alright. Let's hear it. Um, anticipated. I hope I don't let you guys down. Um, Christmas is kind of just like a jumping off point. It goes way out of hand. And uh, uh, it might... I don't know. It may probably not, but it, it might need to be a trilogy in the last ones too. Um, I'll let you guys help me decide that. So it's not a trilogy. That's <laughs> what trilogies are now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, I was really surprised the last Hobbit wasn't two movies. <laughs> well, it, it was because it was going to be two movies. It was one movie it. that was three movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I get that, but I just mean on top of that. Oh my god! You know what I mean? That was the Five like, Armies, Part One and Two. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, anyway. they, I mean, they did kind of do that because they they split it into two movies, and then they, the, later they split it into three movies. Like it's, it's not that far from that reality. <laughs> I know, but not literally. You just need that Part One and Part Two to make it real yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me. Peter Jackson's probably pissed because like he missed out on all that. You know he could have done that with Lord of the Rings. Uh yeah, that's why he's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> why is he pissed? Because well, he had to like I... waste his entire life making these movies. Yeah. Is he really mad about that? I mean, it just seems like he didn't really want to make The Hobbit. That's my extrapolation as well. Yeah, but like, if he really didn't want to make it, just don't make it. Like, it doesn't have to be made. Like, he... I don't feel bad for him. I mean, I don't either. He can go crying to a pile of money, but... For my thoughts on this, please visit mildlyplease.com and look for the review of The Battle of Five Armies. John, back to your pitch. Okay, so let me paint a picture for you. Uh, imagine the small Frank Capra-esque town in up in the mountains. Lots of beautiful Christmas trees. Evergreen trees? Yeah. And it's like a town called... Uh, let's say it's called Evergreen Pines. Or some bullshit like that. And every year they have a Christmas tree festival. And what they do is they cut down a bunch of trees and they put them in the middle of town. They decorate them. And it's this big ritual and everybody loves it. Except one guy who's a tree scientist, thinking Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> he's really passionate about the trees, and he's pissed, and he's telling them, you can't keep cutting down these trees every year because it's bad for the ecosystem, and they're just kind of like, fuck this guy, we're going to keep doing it, because this is like, everyone comes to the town to see this this tree festival, like it's their big deal, it's, it's their big money maker, if they didn't have this, the town would go under. Uh, so they go ahead and they have the festival anyway, and Mark Wahlberg's really pissed. Um, oh, and his daughter uh, somehow gets selected as, like, every year they have someone put the star on the big tree, and she does it, 
and she gets electrocuted <laughs> somehow. And you're like, why did that happen? But it's important later. It's not important now. And I'm sure Mark Wahlberg gives some sort of inspirational thing about, I'll always protect you. Like, you know, and you're like, I don't know why that's important, but it'll be important later. <laughs> Anyways, a year later, and they're going to have the festival again, and they realize, oh, shit, we cut down way too many trees. We can't have it. Um, what do we do? They have a big town meeting, and there's some other tree scientist who's like a douche. And I don't know what tree scientists are called, so you just got to bear with me. Um, and he's just in it for the money, <laughs> if, you, if you can be. Anyways, he's telling them that, like, 100 miles outside of town, there's, like, a, it's like a forest, uh, like a nature reserve that they can go, and they can get all their trees from there. And but that no one's you know no one knew about this nature reserve, but this guy did, and so like, okay, we'll do that. And Mark Wahlberg, of course, he doesn't think you you know they should do that at the meeting. You know he's there too, and he's like, that's a forest, you know, nature reserve. You shouldn't go out there. Trees are beautiful, or some. He's more concerned of how they're important. God, anyways, anyways, they're like, fuck that. We're gonna go chop down all these trees and bring them back yeah. to our town. They chop down all the trees. They bring it back to the town. And they start, they, they um, get them ready. It's like the night before the festival, let's say. And then you find out that these aren't normal trees. These trees are alive. Like, well, they like, were. They, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> these trees are from another planet. Uh-oh. And it sounds ridiculous, but trust me, it'll be, it, it works. They're like, um, so I guess I'll do some backstory on the trees because you're going to find, I'm going to find that shit out later. But when do you come up with this? Anyways, <laughs> these trees came from another planet like thousands of years ago, and they're looking, you know, just for resources. And they came to Earth, and they came down, and they're like, hey, we can get nutrients when we put our roots into the soil, and it feels really good. But then they did it, and they all got stuck, and they all got stuck in this nature preserve. Like, those trees are aliens. Not every tree in the world is an alien. And basically, they have like, uh, telepathic powers so that's how they communicate um and i guess they can like move shit with their their tree minds or whatever they have as their nervous system i guess and they like john may i ask a question yeah uh was it already a nature reserve when they landed there or did they somehow make it a nature reserve so they that's a good question um i don't know because i feel like they like they didn't plan on getting stuck Maybe the government knew about it and they tried to hide it. Yeah, but, but once they got stuck, they had to figure out a way to, you know, have people not cut them down. That's true. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe there was one tree who didn't, uh, yeah. it doesn't make sense, didn't get stuck and, like, made that sign. I don't know. Like, they're E.T. <laughs> they're E.T. Who's, like... It's- they could have a hilarious montage of them, like, tripping, logging people and... Making them cut off their arms and stuff. Hilarious. It's it's super realistic. It's super realistic. It looks like real, like like it's really happening. Anyways, it's like special HD cameras that they use when it's super realistic. I'm still not getting what you. I I just mean like it's you know it's it's very detailed gore like you know like you see tendons and yeah. muscles. Okay, so the trees. Um, we find that out through probably just some like hint at first. Like there's probably maybe some guy watering the trees at night, and then they kill him. 
It's hard to think of creative ways for a tree to kill someone. That's why I gave them telepathic powers. I mean, I assume there's going to be, like, at the festival, they're going to run amok. And they're going to kill people with, like, lights. Like, string string people up with lights and choke them and stuff. But they're mostly using their telepathic powers to kill people. Are they kind of like the Lord of the Rings trees? Um, you know, it, it'd probably help if they had faces a little bit. I think, yeah, like, at first you can't see, but then, like, like that, that they have a face, but then, like... They kind of clench it, their branches together. <laughs> Some of them have branch arms, too. Maybe there's different kinds of trees, though. I feel like it makes sense if they're all Christmas trees, but it'd be funny if they're like a little stubby shrub one. Uh, maybe that one's friendly. Maybe that's the E.T. Oh. one. Tree Yay. tree. That could be actually be pretty important for later on. Tree tree, not E-tree. <laughs> tree tree. Tree tree can be... that. That's actually good to have that character, and I'll explain in a little bit. So anyways... These trees, they they take over the town. Mark Wahlberg's right. I still don't know why he did whatever he did at the very beginning. Of the <laughs> why Mark just, Wahlberg did what? Like, killed his daughter or whatever. She didn't die. She just got electrocuted. Oh. I guess I should have... She she got electrocuted, okay? But I actually, yeah. it just gave him another reason to hate the festival, too. It was just an accident. She got shocked. Okay. She's okay. It's like Jurassic Park when the kid's on the fence. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, they run amok, and they force they force the people out into the woods. Okay, ten years goes by. <laughs> this is why I'm thinking it might need to be another movie at this point. In ten years, the people now have to live outside of the city in the woods. Mark Wahlberg's probably got a beard at this point. Uh, his daughter's probably like kind of hot now. <laughs> And we also slowly find out that she has psychic powers from being electrocuted. So she is it Megan Fox? It, um, I mean, it can be. It can be Megan Fox if you want it to be. But that'll be important because well, it is Michael Bay? Yeah, right? that's the it's next not, question. It's not Michael Bay. It's I think it, it's, it's a little better. It's a little better quality. It's a little better. Ah, so it's Justin Lin. It's it's Justin Lin. <laughs> Is that the Fast um, and Furious guy? Justin Lennon, but he's, he's outperforming himself. Is there a tree car in this? <laughs> it's a good... There's no cars in this. <laughs> no tree cars? Like Flintstone foot-powered tree cars? There could... Maybe. That sounds that sounds kind of interesting, actually. <laughs> Anyways, so they're out living in the woods now, and Mark Wahlberg is like, I told you, you know... And he's like all cynical and pissed, but his his daughter now has sweet psychic powers... Um, but she's also in love with this guy uh, who's known as a chopper. And what a chopper does is a chopper goes back into the tree society and chops up trees so they can have, like, firewood and stuff. So it's a really dangerous job. But no one likes him because he's the son of the tree scientist that came up with the idea to, to you know, take from the nature reserve. So everyone fucking hates him. But um, Hot Daughter is pretty into him. Oh, yeah. He's like a good guy. And I was thinking someone like a Liam Hemsworth, but that's too much like, uh, it's probably too much like Hunger Games. He's in that, so. You go Chris Hemsworth. Oh, he's kind of old. He's kind of big. Um, he can maybe be like standing on his knees or something. <laughs> maybe he chopped off his, his shins got chopped off or something, so. He's kind of like. He's kind of like. He's kind of like dwarf now. He's, he's on his knees. Okay. Why don't you just get Dorf? <laughs> get Tim Conway. <laughs> I don't want to see Megan Fox fall over Dorf. 
If it's going to be dwarf, it's going to be hot dwarf. Okay? Let me establish that. You have to have attractive people in this movie. And Mark Wahlberg for some reason. Anyways, so they're, they're, they're struggling in the woods. Okay, meanwhile, the trees have their own society. And since we build houses out of wood, what do you think trees build houses out of? <laughs> it's like leaves and mud. Uh, I'll give you, yeah, people, bones. exactly. Bones. <laughs> Actually, that's exactly, bones. They have a whole city made of bones, and when they find people, they, like, will use their skin to, like, make, you know, into, like, paper or, like, clothes. They have furs. Curtains. Curtains. It's super gross. And I can't call is it a city it, of... Is it super realistic? <laughs> they when they skin them. They they use real bones because I thought I I thought I heard okay. somewhere once that it's like cheaper to buy like a like a skeleton from India than it is to get a fake skeleton. So that's what they did. The movie just bought a bunch of skeletons from India and it's real bones, okay. and they built a whole city out of them, apparently. Um, and you can't call it City of Bones because I think that's already a movie. It's like right? this mortal instruments yeah. City of Bones. <laughs> So just call it the Bone Zone. It could be the something. subtitle for one of them. You can't copyright a subtitle. City of Bones? Maybe, maybe. I just don't know what this uh, trilogy is called. Zone. The Bones? Is that is that not good? Bone Zone? Bonopolis? <laughs> These are all good. It has many names. There's many different parts of the Bone Zone. Like this neighborhood's Bone Bonopolis, I think. You get to you get a real good idea of the layout of the world, you know. And I'm thinking the trees. Uh, I guess they don't really talk, but you, you. I mean, they have telepathic powers, so I guess the audience can see that. Uh, I don't know if you need subtitles for that. I guess you can just hear their hear them talking using each other's thoughts. And I think it'd be funny if they're all like voiced by actors with like plant related things in their name. I mean, that because I mean, really lame, but. You know, be clever. You know, if you have, like, okay. James Woods and Forrest Whitaker. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, Woody Allen, maybe, in a little cameo. As a... Uh, I love Charles Barkley. <laughs> Charles Barkley. <laughs> Charles Barkley could be Tree T. <laughs> he's a little slow, but he's a, he means well. Um, and they're all... Their plans... I guess their plans would be would be world domination, and I guess then the audience asks at this point, well, how come the government hasn't stepped in? And I'm thinking maybe they've built like a huge wall around their um, this mountain that everyone lives on. Maybe that's like bones. And I don't know how they'd stop like planes from dropping bombs on them. I guess because there's people down there, like they probably keep human slaves in the in Bonopolis or Bone Zone or City of Bones or whatever you want to call it. And I think they're probably trying to like perfect like maybe I don't know, maybe they're trying to build their own weapons, but you know, they're in nature and they're trees and it sucks. So, they're basically North Korea. Like they don't have the best resources, but they're trying to be a threat in the world. Um, that's their motivation. This movie gonna get like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not like. It's not really obvious. It's, it's not subtle. a scene where like they're just like North Korea. Except that's not, that gets bleeped. <laughs> so no one knows what the, he says. 
Um, that second movie, yeah, that one's kind of like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I imagine. There's, you see both sides. There's some intermingling. Um, <laughs> I guess what I mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean like sexual. Does someone have a relationship with the tree? I got wood. No, that doesn't love. happen. I'm, I was thinking that there would be a tree that befriends, um, I guess, Megan Fox because she's the one with telepathic powers. And I think that would be Tree T. You know, he's got to, they got to, they have a, have a friend. Yeah, more screen So Tree T becomes friends. Like maybe Tree T is in danger, like he's on fire or something. And for some reason, Megan Fox decides to save him and they kind of become friends or something. Or maybe just because he's kind of, he's kind of dumb. So <laughs> any of those are good. There's got to be a scene where he plays like basketball too. <laughs> With a human head. Or a skull. Anyway, so that one also has to have a big ass war because it wouldn't it wouldn't be a movie without big ass war. I don't know what the plan is. The humans are just going in. They're like, "Fuck it, we're going. We're taking our city back." It doesn't really work. I'm thinking Mark Wahlberg dies in this one. Um, I don't know how. Um, what's a terrible What's a terrible way that we kill trees? Like a fireplace? Maybe he gets put in a big fire. I guess um, there's wood chippers. Yeah, if it's slow, he's got to have lots of time to scream stuff out. Because I want him to like scream something like out like right before he dies. That's like a clue. Um, he's like trying to say something, and uh, I get like, yeah, like they throw him on the fire and he goes rosebud. Something like a vague clue. Uh, I can't remember what I had originally. Something he was—he's gonna like. I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll come to it. I'll come to it later. Anyway, so he gets killed and it sucks and everyone's super sad and that one ends on a huge downer. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one, I guess it's Megan Fox is the star now. That's who we're going Could with. Could it be she... someone else? Is that a possibility? Yeah, I mean, I was just saying that because I thought Michael Bay was yeah, he's not. I was gonna go with that. Uh, what's her name? Anna Sophia Robb from Soul Surfer and Carrie Diaries. Yeah, I think she's an up and comer. Got no idea who that I, is. I, th- I think she's in Bridge Terabithia. Ooh. I just remember last time we were Skyping or something, I brought her up. And I was, it's weird how her name is Anna Sophia, but it's one word. Someone like that. Like Someone... Reginald Bill Johnson's last name. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Anyways, like like a female star that the teen beat people can like, oh yeah, get behind, you know, like a like a Shailene Woodley or something. Mm-hmm. Shailene Woodley, <laughs> <laughs> but she's already sure he does uh, Divergent. Ooh, she's stuck with those. Maybe she this could is... be one of the Wood people since she's got a Wood related name. Oh yeah, a lot of Wood, well, a lot of Wood people. Wood Harris, Woody Harrelson, they're all there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so whoever the hot daughter is in the third one, a little older, a little wiser, um, she's pretty much, like, hooked up with the Chopper guy. His name could be, just be Chopper. Chris Hemsworth with the stubby legs. <laughs> and um, Wait a minute. Was Chris Hemsworth the woodsman in that Snow White movie? <laughs> that's going to be a problem because his I character think... is called the woodsman? Yeah, I think that's a problem. doesn't want to be typecast. It really doesn't matter who plays that guy. It's just some young, hot dude. But I refuse to cast that guy from. Get whoever's in the Vampire Diaries. Bring him up. 
Isn't the Vampire Diaries guy um, the guy from Lost? What's his name? Boom or the, something? Uh, Who's guy? the young guy that died when the plane fell down? That was Boone. Yeah, I think he's the he can yeah, so he can do he can do this, right? <laughs> Apparently. I don't know what that guy's name is. Boone. I'll just call sure. him Chopper. Anyways, I'm thinking at some point they're trying to start their society. I don't know how much more time has passed. I don't think it should be ten years again. Maybe it's like a year. Fifteen years? <laughs> Damn, they're really not doing so well. I mean, I guess if you give it enough time, then the trees have probably made, like, sweet... I mean, they wouldn't be sweet, but, like, Wright Brothers-style planes. They're probably at that point by then to drop whatever kind of bombs they have. I don't know. But I'm thinking at some point uh, someone says something that relates to... This would be a lot easier if I knew what Mark Wahlberg said before he died. Relates to what he said, and then it makes it, like, easy... To like, oh, that's what he was trying to communicate. And I'm thinking what Mark Wahlberg was trying to communicate was that somehow they have to get termites. And they don't have termites up in this mountain. Like, maybe there's, like, a scene, like, where in one of their huts there's bugs in it. It's like, you might want to get these bugs out. Might, termite, bugs are like termites. I don't know. Some bullshit. And puts it together. Maybe Mark Wahlberg was just stuttering the letter T before he died. He's trying to say it, but he's... He's... It's on too much fire. <laughs> uh, so he's like, well, I got to get termites, but we can't get them here. Um, so we got to go to the outside world. But remember, there's a big bone wall over the mountain. Um, no, it's been outside of that for 25 years at this so point. So luckily, um, Tree T helps him out and helps him maybe get sweet tree costumes. <laughs> uh, to go through Which is pretty the... fucked up because to him, that's like they're wearing the skins of his dead brother. Yeah, but he's kind of dumb. So but he, he's and he's been it. doing that too now. <laughs> think about it isn't he wearing like human hair fur coat and... yeah I guess he's gotta say it's terrible around. it's terrible all the time <laughs> it's terrible. anyways they get through the wall and they finally get to see what the world is like today and I'm thinking it's like huge like dust bowl everything's kind of not everything but a lot of things are on fire because outside in the outside world people heard about this tree attack so they were like Oh shit, we gotta like destroy every tree in existence. So all the trees are gone. So it's like this weird dust bowl Mad Max style wasteland and they have to go find termites. Uh, I guess this is just I don't know if I don't know if Chopper came. He probably stayed back because you need one important character to stay back in the human society. So I guess it's just Tree T and uh, whoever the star of this movie is now. Some young female actress and they go out into the the dust bowl world and i guess termites would be hard to find now because they needed the trees they needed the wood they're all dying out so maybe at some point this is at the point where i don't have um i don't have the rest of the story flesh out but we can just kind of go from here this is to the point (laughs) where i I feel like they got to find like a scientist who who collects bugs some weird Like a Toby Jones, just like a weird dude who like has all these bugs, and he has termites, and they have to go get termites from him. Um, but there's like a bunch of sweet desert battles. I don't know how they find this guy. How would you find a bug guy? There's no internet. There's nothing. Um, maybe they find like an abandoned zoo, and there's some sweet like 
lions and stuff. They like bite lions, and they <laughs> they find a bug scientist there, and he hooks them up with termites. Uh, for some, I guess you know he doesn't like any of this shit. He wants the termites to thrive. He loves the bugs, maybe literally. I don't know. I'm not gonna go that far, but it's definitely some subtext there. Uh, and they take the termites and they go back. And, I mean, your guys' uh, guess is as good as mine as to what happens from there on out. With Now that they got the termites, I guess, I mean, the simple answer is just go in there and you fight back. I don't know if there's a lesson to be learned in all of this. Well, um, I, I guess, think... It's some like, sort of nature lesson. If we're following the hero's journey, don't we have to have a moment where it looks like the termites aren't going to work? You know, when all hope is lost. And like then they don't want to eat trees anymore? Like, maybe... Maybe, I don't know, what if what Mark Wahlberg yelled wasn't to get termites, but, like, to use termites in a special way. And they only realized that the last second when all hope is lost. Like, you've got to throw a termite bomb on them. You can't just let the termites (laughs) go. If they if termites can destroy wood, they can also, in theory, rebuild wood. <laughs> I don't know what that could possibly do to aid them. So like, like what the could termites... termites build? An ark? No, not an ark. A tank. Bad idea. A tank. <laughs> so what Mark Wahlberg was trying to lead them to do is to get get termites to build a wooden tank. <laughs> No, I, I don't know about that, but I do like the idea of using termites in a way that you wouldn't have expected. I feel like he should come back in some way, like he inhabits the spirit of something <laughs> made of wood. Maybe he had some machine that termites needed to power, and like he's in the, the computer or something. <laughs> or they turned him into a tree. Oh, gosh. That'd be super fucked up. Turned into a tree. He got petrified. That'd be pretty scary. I don't know how that works, but it, you know... This movie's got some weird supernatural shit in there, obviously, so... Are we close? Jesus Christ. Are we what? So are we close? Close to what? The end? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to figure out the end. Confused. I'm so confused. There's nothing confusing if you're listening. They've got the termites and they need them to do something that takes out all the trillions. Right. Um, Hmm. What if they need the termites to eat the bones, not the trees? Maybe. And then all the trees are super embarrassed because they're naked. And they just leave. Maybe they're naked. Why aren't they, they wearing the bones? I mean, why do they wear bones? <laughs> they leave because they're they started naked. They're afraid to go back to being naked. After all these years. Um, hmm. maybe if they could learn the same lesson that humans had to learn. I don't know what that 
not killing humans. Gotta respect your environment. Maybe termites is a bad idea. Ah, I feel like we're really close. I feel like I feel like the termite should power a machine that does something positive, like a like a solar panel. Um, I wish I knew more about tree science. I don't know. Maybe maybe we don't, maybe we don't need to figure it out. I mean, we have enough pieces in play, right? Sure, yeah. we can make that pitch to a studio. Yeah, you know. I don't think they're gonna want like three movies <laughs> fleshed out. And the last one's two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last one's two. Uh, okay, so the original title of this movie, back when it was like, when it started out, it was more like kind of actiony, and it was just Christmas one movie. Related. Yeah, and it was it was. <laughs> See, I told you it was the launching off point. I mean, Christmas is still a big part of every movie. There's still a big Christmas scene. Um, the original working title was Otanum Bomageddon, but uh, <laughs> obviously it, that doesn't really suit the series anymore. Now it's like it has to have some stupid. It's got to be like the Evergreen Trilogy or the Evergreen Trilogy. You know, some bullshit. And um, maybe each movie has a name like Seed or Growth. Uh, Timber parts one and two. Sounds good to me. The ever the evergreen trilogy, I think, is what fans will call it. So the rush song is in this movie. <laughs> Actually, it is. I was thinking about that. I think good. I'm glad you reminded me. They're they do the soundtrack, and uh, they probably have <laughs> the a whole cameo. Soundtrack. As trees. Uh, the first movie they have a cameo as people, and then another movie they have cameo as trees. <laughs> And then they have a cameo in the last one. It's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, they're in all of them. They're important. They do all the music. I'm so... Are you uh, really? (laughs) No, you're right, Colin. I'm not really. I am. Uh, So it's time for us to pick our favorite pitch. Um, And just to remind everyone, we had Santa Claus, Vampire Hunter... Uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, we had Advent. We had... Did we settle on Krampus versus Krampus? Or was it... I'm pretty sure it was Krampus versus the state of Missouri. Krampus versus the state of Missouri. Of course. Uh, then we have the Evergreen Trilogy Part 1 Seeds. We're just, we're just pitching the first one? You gotta get your foot in the door. Okay. Well, I guess I gotta go, John, just because I'm so impressed with how much thought he put into it. Yeah, that's pretty ingressing. I'll go with the trilogy. Yeah, I guess I have to as well. Just wear them down. That's all you gotta do. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're feeling uh, not quite worn down yet, may I advise you head over to mildlyplease.com. Uh, or subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Mildly Pleased on iTunes. You'll get all our shows, uh, including uh, Stream Police with that movie that John was talking about earlier, Santa Claus. I'm assuming C-L-A-W-S. You're correct. And, um, you know, have a good Christmas. It's, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And have a Merry Christmas. Have a good Christmas. Yeah. Good enough.
Just get by. Uh, Miley Please Awards are coming. Look forward to that. New Year's ish. Stick to We'll see you next time. Bye. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. And that's enough. Simply have.